0: This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. 250,000 COVID cases have been linked to the Sturgis biker rally. What a disaster. The news is reporting that we haven't seen a super spreader event like this since the Livecast discovered Queen of Vagina, my Cuckoochee. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now.
1: My Cuckoochee has covid I don't know. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob, back with another episode. We're still quarantining, but we're glad you could be with us. This quarantine will never end, and neither will the livecast. Rob here with my friends Noah, Sid, and 3D. You figure out who's who. (laughs) Uh, I think you can figure it out. But as Chuck Blandington mentioned at the top of the show, we've been talking about the Surge Music Festival for a few weeks now. It's, it's actually It actually happened a month ago. Can you believe it's been a month? Uh, and uh, the big story today is, so at first it was like, oh, there was only 10 cases. Then it came out that there were 100 cases. Then it came out that there was a huge spike in South Dakota uh, where it went from 100 cases a day uh, to about 600 was like the the peak of the spike in one day and now it's, it's teetered back off to like 200 a day but you know the thing about covid which i think some people some deniers don't seem to want to grasp it when they say you know personal responsibility i'm willing to take the risk and go out and get COVID, is like you're not only putting yourself at risk You're putting literally everyone you come in contact with and don't necessarily come in contact with, but, uh, you know, ends up touching something that you touch if you sneezed on it or whatever. And so this report has determined that as a result of this rally, where there was minimal social distancing, no mask, nothing, uh, over, it has led to approximately 250,000 new cases. Now, this doesn't mean that the rally itself, like people that went to the rally, like 250,000 people that went to the rally itself got COVID. That's now what this means. What this means it. is it's somebody got COVID at the rally, went wherever they live, spread COVID to let's say two or three people. Those two or three people spread to two or three people and so on and so forth. And the chain, the pyramid scheme of COVID expanded to 250,000 people. Insane. How and did you know that, there were that
2: many people in South Dakota?
1: Well, it's like, well, people traveled from all over the country, all over the uh. world, so they took it out all over the place. It's
3: like Which what is- happened when people are going to the beach in Florida and then they use their cell phones to like trace how they were spreading it within their community.
1: Yes. this Actually, they use similar uh, tracing methods uh, as that Florida report. Now, the thing that was so scary to me about this report is how quickly people were ready to deny it, to not even give it like they already knew knew it was uh, fake news before even reading it. And I know they didn't even read it because a bunch of them, a bunch of people would leave comments on the Facebook post advertising the story asking about something that was already acknowledged in the story, you know. Well, there's an epidemic of, of people only reading headlines. Like that's pretty much the the world now. And just convinced that this whole thing is a crock, that all these numbers are made up. In fact, somebody even messaged me to start giving me shit that like I'm, I'm like ruining concerts or whatever. Let me let me read this. <laughs> let me read this back and forth. Was this I just had. like a random person or like an oh. industry person? He's not gonna say. Uh, it's a random person. Okay, it, like could be an industry person, but we don't know that. Okay. I know. it. I mean, like, he's, a, I don't even want to say it, but, like, very loosely tied to the industry. Ooh. So he oh, messaged I didn't me, even know this. Okay, go ahead. He, mess, he, he messages me, dude, why are you guys so gloom and doom on metal injection? And so I want to make it clear, I have no messaging history with this person. I didn't even know who this person was but it showed sure that we were friends. So I was like, oh, it's clearly, you know, a Metal Injection fan, because I will accept uh, friends on Facebook who I don't actually know, because I get Metal Injection friend requests. But anyway, so he responds, dude, uh, dude, why are you guys so doom and gloom? And I just respond two question marks, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, and then he responds, you run Metal Injection, correct? It, like, that's not the part that I was not understanding. Uh, but then he goes, seems like you always post bad news. Well, he actually says, seems like you always post bad news. Uh, (laughs) Don't you guys want to see concerts again or cover shows again? Which to me is the most insane assumption here that like we are like, that I'm writing about these fucking crimes against humanity because I don't want shows to come back. Like no, nobody wants shows to come back more than me. Nobody. <laughs> you have the you have you have the best wanting of wanting shows to come back. Yeah. <laughs> My wanting of shows is absolutely perfect. It's a perfect want of shows. Uh, but I mentioned this on the on the show before, and I'll go through it again.
3: Hey, you Rob, know. I have a question. The guy that emailed you did he go by the name Turbo?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's an old live cast reference. No, he did not. Uh, okay, make sure. First of all, beyond just, you know, the fan side of myself, who, like, I'm dying to go to see live entertainment again. uh, The business side of me, as I mentioned here before, the majority of Metal Injection's ad revenue came from advertising live events. Our biggest advertisers were live Nation and AEG. So we are suffering immensely from this lack of shows. So this idea that I don't, like, Metal Injection is actively trying to suppress shows is absurd it's 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 fake news well also the the fact that the fact that uh these shows are happening and spreading COVID around is preventing there from being more shows. exactly so thank you darren now going back to my conversation he asked you know don't you want to see concerts again or cover shows again and at this point it's like early in the morning and i'm like why are you like what the fuck and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Of course I do. That's exactly why I'm reporting on this stuff, because all it's doing is setting everyone back. And he responds, it's not a fact. Report facts. And I ask, what is not a fact? And then he says, it's some random number, 250,000. Why not 248,920? Oh, my not God. not an accurate count, just some scary number. All you guys use to scare people. <laughs> and I ask, obviously... Who is all you guys? Jews. And he responds, media, or people who think they're in the media. So I wanna I wanna I'm sorry. Let me let me just finish this exchange. Uh, people who think they're in the media. And like this to me is like, okay, you're insulting like you're implying that I think I'm in the media, but I'm not actually in the media. So, first of all, go fuck yourself, dude. Second of all, I respond. Oh yeah, we're all in this together, and we and decide we all get together and decide the narrative. You caught me, dude, because the study rounded up the estimate; it's immediately invalid in your mind. Why not put a million? He asks. It's only a number. Show me proof. I'm willing to see proof.
4: (laughs) You know. And then I go.
1: Anyway, gotta go. Great chat. You made some really good, well-researched points. And he goes, "Take it easy. Take it easy." Like he's telling me to take it easy after he's coming for me. Um. I, I have to say one thing in defense of the person you're arguing with there is that you are Jewish, as Sid said, mm-hmm. and uh, rounding numbers as a mathematical concept is a known Jewish plot. So <laughs> just two pieces of information there. You can use them as you like.
3: Yeah, I think Jews did the same with the Holocaust and how many people died, right? Right, exactly.
1: Two,
5: oh, yeah,
3: why is it
4: 7
5: million? million?
1: Why is it not 6,895,432? It's very convenient that it always happens to be a number with a bunch of zeros in it, huh? <laughs> that's strange. Your zero, numbers. by the way, zero invented by Arabs.
2: <laughs> they got
1: Rob coming and going on this one. Damn. They don't, call, they don't call them Arabic numerals for nothing. Well, you see, with the rounding numbers, it's because Jews, in, in early times, they were allowed to be the first lenders because other religions didn't allow lenders. And that's why these numbers are all fake. Uh-huh. It always comes back to juice,
2: your and they are. are as crooked as your nose, Robert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are also mostly the doctors in this country, so they want people to get COVID too. That's another thing. right, like that's like, thing. like okay. Even you know, like what does he say? Like, why would I not want there to be shows? It does. It's like why? Like, wh- and also, how is he re- reporting on a, uh, on a on a on st- a study going to prevent show? Like, other outlets will report on it. I think if I could be the dumbass whisperer, uh, (laughs) please do do not misconstrue this as me defending what he's saying. We have a caller. Maybe that, maybe it's them to, to, please. But no, 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 finish your thought there. Uh, I don't think he's saying you don't want there to be shows. I think he's saying what you're doing, you think it's good, but you're going to prevent there from being.
2: Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I think that was the implication. (laughs) He just phrased it really stupidly. And yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Which is so dumb. Even like even okay, even even taking that argument, it's stupid. Right. Yeah, hundred like, percent stupid. My, it's not my fault this these idiots put this rally up. Like it's not my fault someone put on a chili cheese dog show where they <laughs> let fucking fifty people into a small room in <laughs> Long Island.
3: Is there it's, music at Sturgis? Or is it just yeah, like a yeah. bunch of bikers that no, are right
1: we, around? We, uh, The Fozzie played, Buckcherry, there was oh, that smash right, mouth right. moment where they were like fuck COVID, you know, whatever. There's also, like, there's a, there's again, uh, an epidemic of people blaming the reporter, like, for the bad news, rather than get mad at the people who are spreading the fucking disease around. Right. And, uh, right. Exactly. And, like, there was a point where he was like, you should be supporting this, you know, uh, there's an alliance of national, the National Independent Art, like, the National Independent Venue Association. You should be supporting them as opposed to writing this fake news. And it's like, Dude, we are supporting them. We've written about them. We're giving them free advertising to promote their thing. Like, stop coming to, like, uh, jumping to conclusions that we don't, we're not trying to help. You know, this is helping. Writing about people doing a shitty job uh, putting COVID measures into place is helping. What did that and guy rent. do? What did that yeah, guy do? Yeah, what are you doing?
4: Them? Yeah.
1: Except write a review of them on his uh, Yelp page. <laughs>
4: it's about to make the same joke. It's
1: all right. High five. Here you go. All right, tag team. All right, let's get to some callers. We have some opinions here. (laughs) One mind, uh huh. (laughs) 224, you're on the live cast. What do you think of all this? Area code 224. Do you hear us? Oh, hold on one second. Area code 224. How about now? Hello, 224.
0: Hey, guys, it's John from Chicago.
4: Hey, oh, Uh, long
0: time. What's up, John? Not much, not much. I actually do have an opinion on this, because Hmm. this past Thursday, I was supposed to go see, it was the date of uh, Rammstein in Chicago, and I, you know, I would kill to be at that, but, you know, it's just, it's just not going to happen for a while, if ever.
3: Well, that show's canceled, right? Yeah. You mean, or you're just not going to a show that's happening?
0: It got postponed. I'm not not going to, I'm not going like until like it's like safe to go. Yeah. Right.
2: Is it ever really safe to go to a Rammstein concert when you Uh, think about it? Well, I have have
3: a question. I have a question I'd like to raise. Rob, I think you reported about like how like Europe is doing festivals and they have those like outdoor, like personal booths.
1: Right. To to expand on what you're saying, uh, in England, they opened up a socially distanced venue where they basically have these riser pods and like there's six seats to a pod. So for, you know, you and your party are in a little pod and there's they are socially distanced. So you can just hang out and drink and whatever. And, and I'm outside. okay with that. And it's outside. Yes. The other thing they did was they served British food. So like a lot less people just even wanted to go in the first <laughs> place. Plus steak and kidney in. <laughs> uh-huh. The He's only done. issue with that.
3: Wait, I, I want to know if John would feel comfortable attending a show that way.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe not Rammstein with all the pyrotechnics. I feel like depending on the material that could be hazardous, but absolutely I would do that.
1: No, I, they're not going to intentionally burn your face. Like I, I saw Rammstein from the front row and it was great. It was fine. It was a little hot at times, for well, sure. Well, just make no. sure they
3: don't do that in California and start a wildfire. Oh, no. Uh,
1: well, that's what
3: was so – it was a windy uh-huh. night. This was
1: at Jones Beach, and Jones Beach is right on the water, for those of you who don't live in New York. As like, most right beaches are. Uh, well, the venue, I mean, is, is on the water. Uh, so there was a huge breeze, and then, like, there's fire. And so at one point, like, their their guitars light on fire, like the neck of the guitar. And it almost was like blowing at their faces, and it, it got a little, it got a little wild. Anyway, I'm with you. I was going to go to Ramstein as well, John. I'm very bummed about that. I'm more upset about Rage Against the Machine. I was finally going to see them. I had a great general admission ticket. The show got delayed until next year. Yeah. Right now, it's scheduled for next August. Did they I still
2: seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah.
1: Well, the, I had the option of, of getting a refund or just like holding on to my ticket. And I chose to hold on to the ticket because I don't think, like it was so hard to get a GA ticket. Like I'm willing to invest whatever money that is, in the hope that that will happen. But how, like in one year, in less than a year, we're going to have a vaccine. We're going to have rapid testing enough to like allow madison square garden to be sold out
0: no fucking way no. it's good it's it was such yeah, it was it, so depressing it, thinking it, about the this. chicago show was at soldier field and that's outdoors
1: but like at a sign show you're not going to be able to socially distance right uh, so I, I he was a little low but john was saying that it's a soldier the sign show was a soldier field and even though it was outdoors there, there wouldn't be any social distancing and i agree that's why i'm not even sure that all of these big summer tours that got rescheduled to next summer, I'm, like, starting to think they might not even happen next summer. Like, the, we as a country are not ready for it yet. And, and ultimately, until there is a, like, close to guarantee – Like, I'm even past the vaccine now. Even if there's a vaccine, most a lot of people aren't going to take it. People aren't going to take it initially. The only way these shows could really happen is if there is – accurate rapid testing if you can show up and like they swab you and and you're negative you can go in i think that's the only way there would be shows like this. and even then people aren't going to want so show. i have
0: a question okay. i have a, i have a question how how long before you guys would feel safe going on seventy thousand tons of metal again <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a, it'll be a while
3: a long time uh,
1: it's so funny. I feel like I saw some yeah. photos recently came up in my time hop or, or something. Uh, I saw some photos from that. And like I had that this thought of like, wow, here is an experience that I am not going to experience for a very long time again, because I can't even imagine. Yeah, I guess if there if there was rapid testing, I would be OK. If, if like everyone got tested before getting on the cruise, I could. Maybe see myself doing it, but I still would've wanted I
3: don't to. know. I'm still kinda nervous. Like you can't really rely on those tests one hundred percent, right? And then you're like in closed quarters on and a it's cruise an Right. Right. No
1: no, I, I I agree. I'm
3: But do you I'm remember told- when we were on the cruise and there were like the the people that worked on the boat, they would like squirted hand sanitizer as you go into like the buffet. They were kind of like ahead of their time.
1: Well, I mean, it's That's the thing. It's like it's already such a distributor of disease, even before yeah. COVID, that they were trying to prevent, like you from getting sick and,
0: or anything. Uh, now it's even exacerbated. I mean, cruise ships have been like. Uh like the incubators for disease for a long time even before all this. like they it, one person gets the flu and it's just the whole thing
3: and yeah
1: and it's a whole flu boat
0: and
3: yeah. also like all those cruises at the yeah. beginning of covid that got um like quarantine and like the people had to stay on the cruise for like a month right. i don't ever want to be caught yeah. in that
1: Yeah, Yeah. they couldn't even leave their room for that. It's not like they got to hang out on the cruise ship. They had to quarantine in their fucking tiny cruise ship. Tiny-ass room. And and those rooms are even smaller than hotel rooms. Like, if you think a hotel
0: room...
3: Especially the bathroom.
0: Yeah. So, that... Brutal. So, So wait, 70,000 tons last time. Did uh, the toilet get sucked up, or...? No. (laughs) Like, when you were in Europe, or...? only in Europe it happens
2: well not only in Europe mm. <laughs> I'm sure you've stopped I mean it's happened elsewhere.
1: yes it's happened in my own home on occasion what but.
2: was the most recent time do you remember
4: oh it's been a while oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: how many uh, John how many of the Rompshine shows did you get tickets for just one? Goodbye,
2: cool. Is that the first we we've done since quarantine? I feel yes. like it might be. Thanks, Sam. So. First one.
1: First one. Say goodbye, All right, area code 562. You're on the live cast. Hey,
4: Zudorino, what's up? Hey. Oh, Zudorino, what's up,
1: man? Thanks for calling.
4: Uh, yeah I got somewhere where there's a little better reception and to relieve John a little bit I'd like to let you know I think a Ramstein show at Soldier Field would be the most safe and I'm getting all my information from the very fair and balanced commenters and in metal injection on Facebook <laughs> like I think I think it would be very safe one because all the pyrotechnics fire sanitizes it it should clear, clear all- Oh, sorry. Do your mm. bit. I, I guess I kind of walked into that one. And number oh! two... <laughs> oh! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We cut you off. Sorry. Right, to right. number two... And number two, the commenters on Metal Injection Oh say, the perfect remedy for Corona is deep dish pizza, and that's in Soldier Field. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> perfect.
3: I guess we'll never know about that deep dish pizza.
4: Thanks for nothing, John. I know, John. You need the se- John send the deep dish to New York. They could really appreciate no. it right now, you guys. Please don't, John. You're back
1: on the line. We don't want your deep dish <laughs> pizza,
0: though. It's okay. That's fine. But with that's the USPS, right. the way it is, it would go bad by the time it got there. It's true.
4: Yeah. What are you talking about? The commenters and mental injection are never wrong. <laughs> Darren,
3: you're muted. Well,
4: I mean, this is this is this is.
0: I don't know. <laughs> this is all right. so I don't I know. On I mean, I'm, I'm actually literally about to eat some Moments deep dish as soon Ooh, as I'm done. Delicious. And you didn't um, bring enough for the rest of us, but all right. But, but to, to answer, um, I have not forgotten the bet. I have not. I, I have gotten a much better job since, since then, so I can actually afford to do it now. <laughs> what do you do now? Um, uh, I'm, so I'm still cooking, cooking, but I'm a sh- no, I'm a chef at a hospital now.
3: Oh. Oh, so you probably
0: no. have COVID.
3: Yeah.
2: Just <laughs> <here>. <laughs> Yeah, no. so please don't touch any pizzas. No, yeah, I, uh, we, we don't know, because we you get,
0: get regular tests and...
3: You do get tested?
0: And, oh. I mean, my... What?
3: How often do you get, t- do you have to, like, get tested, like, three times a week at work? Uh, no, it's like once. Once a week? (laughs) Say goodbye. All right. All right. Thank
1: you, (laughs) Judarito. And, uh, thank you, John from Chicago. Uh, we don't hear Darren. Maybe, uh, maybe we will one day.
3: We do hear his sound effects, though, so if he wants to communicate in those for now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Well then, um, I do want to, uh, you know, as I wrote in the teaser, uh, the big, uh, the big uh, sitch is uh, the big video I wanted to talk about was Dave mustaine is releasing a new book of, uh, about Rust and Peace, or I believe it's actually Outer It. Let me see. And
3: God, I love know, hearing he- you type.
1: <laughs> yes, it it's came like out ASMR. Why well, I have a very uh, clicky keyboard. I have like an old school, like it looks like a like an '80s keyboard, so it's like extra clicky. It's nice. Oh it just like a normal
2: keyboard. I don't know why. Why would it look like an '80s keyboard? They
1: don't they they even keyboards make, make like this black anymore. keyboards in the '80s. You're right. It would be white, but yeah. like the feedback would be like this. All right. Looks like a and this one is illuminated. The ones in the '80s were not illuminated, all right, buddy. Looks like a a keyboard. Also, is much more expensive than an '80s keyboard. I'll tell you that. All right, big. Uh,
3: We have Darren back. Let's see.
1: Darren, are you there?
3: Well, he's not saying anything in general. Is he frozen?
2: I don't know. I saw his lips (laughs) move just
3: now. Oh. Okay, I well, uh, muted. Oh,
4: oh we we yeah.
1: So, uh, Dave Mustaine has a new book, uh, Rust in Peace, the inside story of the Megadeth masterpiece. And the book came out today. And obviously, you know, uh, the publisher wants him to fucking promote this book. Uh, it's a lot harder than it used to be. Uh, so, he gave a rare uh, interview to. Uh Loudwire. He did not give it to Metal Injection. I think you might have Turbo to at Loudwire. He gave it to uh, the guy that was arguing with you in that uh conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he gave it to, to a friend of mine, Graham Hartman. Actually uh wrote a metal injection many months ago. Oh I only uh, do and- interviews with people whose names contain only one vowel, and that's A. <laughs> that's it. You got him there. Uh, so yeah, he wasn't gonna do it with metal ejection. We're blocked. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to hang out with us. But I was going to cut up this interview into like highlights, and at some point I just realized there's there it's one long highlight. <laughs> there's no like there's so much there's so much here. Like even the stuff he's not like when he's not talking, just what's going on on screen is so because this was done over Zoom. Okay. Oh, so let me let me. Uh, did the smoke alarm in
2: his house go off and get to leave?
1: Uh, not quite, but there was still some weirdness in that, like, you could hear talking in the background. And I know for sure the talking wasn't on Graham's end. It was on Mustaine's end. And it's like, you have a giant house. Go somewhere else. Like, go somewhere where people aren't talking. This is like, you're, you're the one promoting your book. He had Fox News on. So... Uh also here's Rob,
3: Dave before you continue Sorry. I want to say that Dave Mustaine just got a Google alert that you said that his interview was one long highlight. He finally got you. Ah!
1: <laughs> so here so even in like like Mustaine just looking at Mustaine is such a highlight. So let's let, let's get it playing and we'll just get it going here. Oh, I'm not sharing the audio. One second. I'm I done goofed. I done goofed. Metal injection is about to fire you, Rob. Oh, no.
6: Okay. I can
1: I
2: re- replace you with that Facebook guy?
6: <laughs> uh, believed to be the greatest thrash metal album ever released. Uh, and when you look
4: at him, the, look at his face. When, <laughs> when he, <laughs> he
6: calls so nice. Rusted
1: Peace. This was already like, this was. This, this was what I knew. This interview is going to be amazing. When he starts <laughs> yeah. the interview, saying that *Rust in Peace* is thought of by many as the greatest thrash record ever. But what and about Al- you? Do you think that? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no.
6: He does think that. Yeah. Let, let me remind it a little. Uh, what a lot of people, myself included, oh, uh, okay. believe to be the greatest thrash metal album ever released. Say it again uh, and slowly. And when you start this book. Start by- <laughs>
1: no. Now this this is another highlight where he's like, what the fuck is going on on my screen? Take a look. Yeah.
6: You guys are playing. Hold hold on.
1: Pause it. Hold on. Pause for for a second. I need to take my glasses off so I can hear that compliment more clearly.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You guys are having issues with drug addiction. There are fans who have passed away at the show. You're feuding with David Ellison. You're getting pelted with globs of mud and bottles filled with piss. And at the same time, this is what preempts. Look at,
1: he just looks so haggard. You're like this is... He looks like a wet dog. But <laughs> <laughs> Pope James doesn't come by and kick him. <laughs> be terrible.
6: A masterful album like Rust in Peace. Was there a point where you were thinking, how could this be possible that, uh, no pun intended, in your darkest hour, that this could preempt... <laughs> Megadeth's masterpiece. Look
3: at him; he's like man. He is- loved the joke. He loved the pun, though. He's like, I get it. I'm, I'm well, yeah, you will only speak to Dave Mustaine in Megadeth yeah. puns. That's something
1: <laughs> I. That's something I did. <laughs> I
5: recognize um, that. Well, <laughs> you know the stuff that was going on behind the scenes with the band. Um, it, it was pretty dreadful, as uh, you uh, know now by um, you know, following along with us you know as much as we try snooping into my life for the book uh, you know there's just so much that was left out so much pain and anguish and and just stuff you know um but uh would i have known that everything leading up to rest in peace would have been uh the foundation so to speak for you know us building such a uh, great record to build off of. And it's funny, most people say, uh, either Rust or Peace House uh, or Countdown are their favorite uh, records.
1: Just name and,
2: all the records. And, yes.
1: I wonder yeah, if you in weird. the kitchen, somebody just walked into the kitchen to get coffee, like stay the fuck out, he's doing an <laughs> interview.
3: No, did you see the look he gave? He was so impressed with himself. No way, he's loving this. Yeah.
1: There, there are people who say that each one of my albums is a masterwork of musical ability and precision. <laughs> uh, but who am I to
5: argue? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost always uh, that one's in the top three. And uh, I, I don't see really that big of a difference between that one and the other records because it's neither the same uh, kind of approach to the music. Although I can tell now, being my age, having as much experience as I do listening to the music and going back in time, and then playing the stuff uh, that, that I'm playing, um, you know, I can feel on stage the different uh, energy loads, so to
6: speak. In this book, there's a Thank lot of talk him. about drug use. And uh, in particular, you do hear about cocaine and how it made you sort of paranoid in this headspace. And I feel like you can hear there some paranoia on Rust and Peace. There's a lot of really important things as well that still resonates today. Things like military, industrial complex, government powers and so on.
1: Every time they come back to him, he looks
4: worse. Like, what the (laughs) fuck?
6: Uh, When it comes to cocaine and paranoia and things like intrusive thoughts that you talk about, did that influence the lyrical uh, stuff that's in the record? I would say yes.
5: Well, I agree. Graham might be bullshitting if I would say that it did not influence things because of the fact that we were all under the influence of the drug at the time. But um, I didn't really I didn't really like Coke that much. I liked the way that it tasted, but I, I didn't like the way it made me feel. You know?
3: Bullshit. Oh, bullshit! Wait, is he talking about like Coca Cola that he liked the way yeah. it tasted?
1: Yeah, Coca Cola yeah. didn't taste great. Cocaine on the other hand was plastic.
3: Who says that? has ever said that cocaine's like? Who does cocaine for the taste? Hey, <laughs> Nobody.
1: Tastes great. Tastes great. Less filling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know, you know, all the times I snorted it up my nose, I was just like, "Can I just eat it? It tastes good. I just, I don't
3: like how it makes me feel, but I'll do more." <laughs> my favorite if- is Coke Zero.
1: If someone could invent a, a non-high cocaine just like a non-alcoholic beer, I'd love to do that so I can just taste the cocaine without getting high.
2: That's almost what Lars does when he goes into the bathroom to watch
1: other people do cocaine. <laughs> I wonder it's, how many times Mustaine and Lars have done cocaine. Oh my it's, god. It's called Vicaricoke. Coke. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> so it never ended well put it that way uh, <clears throat> it would always be the drugs run out and guess who doesn't have any money well the person you're partying with doesn't have any money oh how convenient for you you know i picked everything the first round and now you're broke you know what i mean so um but I- so he didn't like coke because he would
1: get the first round and then the person he was doing it with wouldn't have enough money to get another round likely because they were doing so much cocaine it was out of their bunch no you know why because that other person was fucking jim brunzel he never shared his coke son (laughs) of a bitch no good motherfucker
5: we addressed that in a lot of songs when when, uh, david or i wrote we would have stuff that we would talk about uh, the uh Uh, fun and games that went along with the party and uh, it just was one of those Uh, things that you never you never had
6: enough. So the way this book is written I think is really good because it's not necessarily shot through the prism. Here we go. Now it's fun. Uh, It sort of has everybody's Memories. Of it what looks like happening. Dave is everyone participating stealing. like a
2: ChatterBait session. He's like watching something completely different. He's got like this look of love in his face.
6: Sid, so this
1: is somebody, basically glowingly complimenting yeah. him. this is a ChatterBait. Yeah, session, it's
4: true. <laughs>
6: you're right. His emotions. Uh, was it interesting to not only discover your perspective on this, but to see it mixed with everyone else's perspective?
5: It's interesting no. when you say that, then because <laughs> there was a, um, you know, they talk about in the Bible before Gospels, and uh, there's a. Oh, here we uh, go. Another um, God, I can't remember what it was. It was something that they did in philosophy, or, or it was in English or something. I and mean, it was the class where you and uh, several other people witnessed a event, and then everyone had to. Recall the event, and then you would compare the differences. And I, it was something named after a Japanese word. I can't remember what it. Was. The co-writer on the book, Joel Selvin, he told me about this type of. I believe style it was sashimi. I thought, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll be I'll be writing a song in Japanese to commemorate this event, uh, just like Atul Le monde," but in Japanese, of course. The four, I love that he brought up the four Gospels. Is that your favorite part of the Bible, Rob? I don't even know what the
2: fuck that is.
1: That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John for all you know, see. (laughs) Because you're a Jew and you round numbers.
5: (laughs) Because there's been so many times where we've been together and we retell the same event and and it's like were you even fucking there if you remember in the book what is justice of the book, doing? Says, the <laughs> yeah,
2: he's ordering like pizza.
5: The record was all done
1: and I sang the solo. <laughs> he's jerking off right in that reflection in the window there. That we <laughs> oh, also-
3: you know, I am looking at the reflection to yeah. see if I could see anything in the background.
5: Nothing yeah. yet. And if you go to the end of the book, Marty's saying that I didn't sing anything and and that uh, everything was done. And it's. I just want to point out he's
1: uh, shooting on Marty Friedman. We m- briefly missed it. He was saying that. Uh, so the point, the question was about how, like, the book has quotes from all different people, not just Dave. And he's saying how they found a quote from Marty where at the beginning of the book, Marty is saying that Dave sang him solos to perform in parts. And then at the end of the book, he's saying, Dave had nothing to do with my parts. So he's calling out Marty Friedman.
5: That's so why I said, yeah, sure, Marty. What is it? Which one is it? You know? Um, and, and that's this, why I look how he have, uh, does his, his hair now. Have his songs. Oh my
1: the, God. Can you pause it for uh, a second? No, like when he does that, I can see like the shape of his skull, like what he'd look like. Uh, with a shaved head. Uh, like, see it? It's so weird. creepy. He's really starting to look like 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 Vic from the cover of the Megadeth albums. He's starting to look like the, the skeleton.
3: Ugh. Do you think he'll ever cut his hair or if he starts like balding on top, he'll have a skullet? What do you uh starts? Look yeah. Look, he's I, okay, but I mean it's okay still. He ha- he has the
1: good kind of balding. He has like if you're gonna go bald, that's the way to go. Like you keep yeah. the middle and you go up the, the 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 two quadrants here. Yeah. But the the bad way to go bald is from the middle out. That's when you get the George Costanza. That's not good.
2: That's how
3: I did it. You have his on the. Uh, um, yeah, oh. you can
5: really see here.
3: On top. You got there, that widow's
5: yeah. peak. Yep. On
3: the That's actually a song the on the new album <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty good I <laughs> love what Like we're not even listening to his answer Just watching him play with his hair it's so <laughs> yeah, Also
2: Widow's Peak is what his wife does Every morning when she looks over And hoping he died in his sleep It's like, ah,
5: he's still breathing. Yeah, that's hopefully Widow's (laughs) Peak.
3: Damn, Sid.
5: Sorrows were really beautiful, and Martin, listen to them. Just like the devil, he's really beautiful.
6: (laughs) Uh, Uh, And uh, you talk about the chemistry of this lineup and i think all megadeth fans know about the magic that was in that lineup with you guys he's very, very cool. nick menza there's <laughs> just a power there oh now he's going after menza we can't ever be recreated
1: now before before we uh hear what he has to say i do want to recap uh you definitely have to go back to when nick menza died if you're a newer listener of the show uh and go back because I think we did about one or two months straight. He died, wow, he died May of 2016. I can't believe it's been four years. feels like longer than that to me. Wow. Uh, It feels like less to me. Yeah, it feels like You have to go back to our shows from May 2016 on because I feel like almost every week we were reading a new tribute from Dave Mustaine to Nick Menza. Right. where he barely even mentions Nick Menza. Like, the tribute was never about Nick Menza. Super passive-aggressive. Yeah. And, and, or, or, like, there was one that was just about his mom's cooking and how, it, <laughs> like, it wasn't good. Like, there was no actual... Like, it's almost like we we were joking, and I don't even think we were joking. Like, did he even know Nick Menza? Based on, one, like, how... There was one tribute where he... he... He, he uh, chided Nick Menza for talking to a trans woman.
0: That's right. where the
2: girl, guy, girl clip comes right.
0: from.
6: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's hear. Girl, girl guy, guy, girl. Any band, let alone just one band. Um, and you also said that that was the last time you felt like the band really had that tight of a chemistry. Do you still feel that today?
5: I do with this group. Yeah, this this is uh, been one of those bands that, you know, when you start off, you're thinking, oh, fuck, you know, I'm just going to kind of ride this out to the end and and then that's it. I'm almost 60. I just don't need this shit anymore. And you would play, and, uh, you know, for me, I would hear my crew talking about how great Dirk was. And I never watch him play because I faced the opposite fucking direction, right? So, um, the chemistry of, of uh, Nick and Marty—you know—don't don't get me wrong. That was that was amazing, and my heart um, aches when I think about that. And In fact, that's why I wrote it at the back of the book uh, in loving memory, and not in memory of. You know, Nick said some shitty things
4: about. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> is, like oh the
1: transition, <gasps> you know. Oh. I I have great memories about. Nick Menza. That's why I wrote in loving memory, and not in memory. But Nick Menza said some shit he talks about me. So much shit. Oh, I'm, God. I'm shown how much I love him by using an adjective. <laughs> <laughs> I could have not used an adjective, yeah. but I did.
5: Uh, especially to you guys and to the blubber uh, mouse. Where he Blabbermouse.
3: Blabbermouse. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's how my mom would pronounce it.
3: My new favorite news site, Blabbermouse. <laughs> oh, you know,
1: Blabbermouse, run by Robert Pazzabini or whatever his name is. <laughs> wait. It's just Disney gossip.
3: But wait, what? So, Sorry. does he think that Graham works for Blabbermouse or does yes. he know he's on Loudwire? No,
1: no, no. He said you guys and
3: Blabbermouse. So oh, you, I they said at.
1: Well, you guys know Blabbermouth is their other imprint for like wrote stories.
3: <laughs> uh, but one. I love I love
1: that he's like. Also, the shit that Nick Menzies say, was saying, uh, which Blabbermouth actually printed with these quotes, was just that. Uh, yeah, we we had a practice session and it went alright, uh, but then they said I wasn't going to get paid for jamming or practicing and I was only gonna get paid for uh, what I write or record on the record. I might be butchering the quote exactly, but this is basically what he said. Uh, And I just said, that wouldn't work for me. I don't need this and I need to get paid for performing. And so after that, after I said that, I didn't really hear from them again. So that's his talking, like that like, oddly
5: that's talking shit or some shit, I don't know me and i would think marty i mean uh nick why are you doing this ah, I and mean, i love that he, he forgot which former member he was yeah. shitting on I think marty i mean uh nick why are you doing this you know <laughs> uh, um, i never did anything to you I, i'm always fighting for you when i would read the stuff that he would write, wait would just... that looked
3: like a
1: cut oh yeah they, at this point now there's really harsh cuts which just tells me he must have been rambling for so long that they just <laughs> they
3: just <laughs> had to cut it. Man, we need this uncut uh, text, Graham. Dave be- must uh,
1: stay uh, uncut,
5: you know. And because when we went to do the reunion, you see Ellison tell the story. I wasn't the one that said Nick wasn't ready. Dave said that. I was really <laughs> bummed about that. I wanted,
1: and I also want to. So I. He also throws David Ellison yeah. under the bus for shitting on Nick Menza, which is completely unnecessary. And
5: and uh the readiness to me wasn't the issue, it was the payment that was the issue. Right, used to work out with Nick. And then in fact I even said, you know what? If it's not gonna work with him playing in the studio, let's have somebody else go into the studio and play and then we can have Nick play live. I was I was bending over backwards to get uh, place for Nick, and then he said he wanted uh this exorbitant amount of cash to work for us and to be able to sell all kinds of uh, merchandise that he had marty has a really uh, successful career in japan where you know he makes quite a lot of money and he said that and this is the part where i thought it was a little weird where he said that he has to pay all his team while he's on instead of just himself because i i thought you know we'll pay you you know what you're making so that's you know just switching horses in the middle of can you pause ride. it there's no big deal
3: so i think i know what's going on in the background it's just calling dave's management and being like dad's at it again
1: yeah <laughs> this
3: well, interview to end you're also
1: i'll cut on this one also, I want to point out how he's presenting the story like he's the good guy here. Of course. he He's telling Marty Friedman, who has his own established career in Japan, and from what I'm gathering, from <laughs> Dave's telling of the story, is actively touring in Japan and has a, an entire crew of people that depend on him uh, to make money uh, to do this. And now Dave is trying to pull him out of this. and And – now arguably now this wouldn't be like a 20 like a four-way even split he's paying marty friedman like a session player uh to play the songs that you know marty played on uh which is already a little weird and clearly it's a money issue and, and Mustaine thinks he was being more than fair whereas friedman was telling him like dude i don't need this i don't need to do this i already have my own established thing and there are people depending on me so i need at least this much and he wasn't willing to do that. And somehow that makes Marty a dick? Yes. Yes.
5: And and then when we found out that he wanted to sell his merch, is this, is that, is this, is that. Wow. And he wanted this crazy amount of money, and he wanted to fly first class everywhere. And I was like, so oh, hilarious. Shit. oh shit. You know, shit. I said to so him, mean, how dare he want to fly first
1: class <laughs> when you're going to be making so much money off of this reunion? Like that, like he's making right. it sound like Megadeth is a tiny band and like these are like yeah
3: one of the and
1: biggest also, bands in metal. Sorry, go ahead. also
3: it's a really long flight from Japan. I don't blame him if he's he 13 Japan, hours I playing.
5: As I said I, I I can't I can't deal with this uh, and and when we got the new guys in. They came in and they, you know, at first it was Chris Adler and and Kiko. Kiko was really a breath of fresh air. There started to be... a really cool I love another cut. chemistry yeah. there. Now, the good thing about it is, I don't. I'm self-taught, so I don't know a lot of stuff. And and he's been able to show me a lot of. Do you remember
3: things what the original question knew, is? Or
5: if I'm no. doing something else wrong, he can say, "Well, that cord right there rubs." Please, that's here. a great <laughs> question. I don't even remember where how we got here.
6: As to what you were talking about earlier, that's one of the reasons why this book is so good because you get a lot of the context and what was happening. You get everyone's side of the story. Rather than just one person, you know. He's talking
3: like, there's about only one part. side to every story, yeah, as yeah, Dave said. In article.
6: So you really understand <laughs> <are more laughs> so the complexities of what it means to be in a band and yeah. have bandmates. Uh, so for you, you know, when it comes to this book, what's some of the stuff that you felt like you were able to clear up? And what's the stuff you really wanted to clear up in the first place?
5: Well, you know, that I lip. never uh, mm. felt like there was going to be anything that, that I needed to clear up because we've never had any airs between us. If I was upset about something, I laid it on the table. Yeah, um, whenever we made that clear. I, I parted ways with any of the guys in the past besides uh, Broderick and Drover, who uh, disappeared in the night and um, didn't say goodbye to either me or David Ellison. Um, so I know, <laughs> it, you know it's either me and David.
1: Well, they also pointed out how Mustaine was incredibly tyrannical and controlling, and that they were sick of it, and that's why they left. And also, Dave Ellison was up on a roof uh, fixing shingles when that was going on, so they couldn't say <laughs> goodbye to him.
3: Oh, you need to work on someone's resume. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just love that he's still bitter about that, even though he's pretending
5: he's not.
3: Is there anything he's not still imagine. bitter about?
5: Unless, That's a, know, a good question. Uh, Dave Mustaine Beer. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, Which is
3: really bitter itself, you know, I, I bet. Right
5: yeah. now, I'm just looking forward to just getting ready to go into in, into uh, a new record campaign. Um, I wish you could come here and hear this stuff because oh. my my son is very critical of, of our music. He's been one, oh. of, the, one, one of the few people... My son hates me.
2: Yeah, I wish you'd come here and be nice to me. My son is so mean. <laughs> no, you'd be dad? my new
1: son. Graham
5: <laughs> so
1: can I, Graham, can I call you justice?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give dad a hug.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I, I, want, I want us to listen to this whole part because this is, again, for longtime listeners, this is huge.
5: One of the few people that um, has been there uh, since the beginning. And, and although he was, you know, a child when uh, he started to comprehend what it was, he's always heard the music when he was old enough to dig it. And, you know, he came up to me during... Can you imagine, like, three-year-old Justice Mustaine, Dave, goes, like, what do you think of Rusted Peace?
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you think of Holy Wars? You think okay, a good one?
3: drool if you like it throw up if you don't (laughs) (laughs) well dad i
1: think it uh, it lacks texture and uh shut up get out of here you're just like all the rest
5: (laughs) Uh, uh, dystopia and super collider both and said dad these records you got to make them heavier they're not that good and and i thought wow (laughs) and super collider was too late um because everything was tracked but dystopia we still had some time so we went back in and, and did a bunch of things and and he went he went, he went into the studio and he goes
1: change everything so my son will love me again <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. burn uh,
2: it
4: all
1: he, <laughs> but that's exactly what i was thinking can you imagine being chris adler who played on dystopia uh lamb of god drummer chris adler or kiko loreno or or even david ellison just being like hey guys, I know we thought we were done tracking this album, but I talked to my son and he said it sucked. So, we gotta go make it heavier. And you
2: know when they were recording the album, these other musicians were probably like very subtly suggesting to make it heavier. And Dave was like, no. This is my artistic vision. It must sound like this. And then he fucking plays it for his son one time and everything is like flipped. The, The
1: the, The thing to me, like, as... Now look, my short-term memory might be gone, but my long-term memory is still intact. And what I rem- and I remember Super Collider very well, even though it's many moons ago now. How long? Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Let's twenty thirteen, which man. is seven years ago now. But I vividly remember Dave Mustaine defending this album to the death, to the death. Yep. He was defending it, like, so hard. First of all, he was, like, shitting on uh, the band's previous label for not doing enough. And that, like, their new label is already doing so much with Super Collider and it's going to be a big hit. Uh, and uh, then, then he, I remember he said, uh, like, people were asking him, like, oh, hey, why are critics giving Super Collider such bad reviews? And he said... Uh, you know, you got to remember with the music industry right now, it has a lot of new writers that are in there and they don't know the history of the band. So they listen to Megadeth and think it's like, these are guys are older and I listen to the record. and I don't get it. A Megadeth album is not a record you can listen to and get everything in one listen. There are a lot of moving parts. So he's saying the critics didn't give time, give it time to digest. That's why they, they couldn't get it. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. And then, uh, yeah, and then he said, critics have to listen to a whole bunch of records don't really have time to live with them like they did when we were younger. <laughs> it's like, get out of here, dude. It sucked.
5: <laughs> so anyway, let's finish this up. The whole time, and he's, and he's saying, Dad, this is the best record you've done. And, and, uh, and uh, I, I'm excited because, you know, he doesn't say that stuff for nothing. He says it because, you know, he really feels that. And, and I said, do you care, you know, listening to it with no solos or no lyrics or anything? And he goes, no, the music's great, Dad. You could release this record like an uh, uh, instrumental record. And I thought, oh, no. fuck me, that's great. If, if we got back to the point where the songs were that aggressive, you know, and, and listening to Rust in Peace, um, I was, uh, while I was doing the, uh, the uh, proofreading of the book and, and whenever I had a chance to work on anything rest in peace related I would throw the record on the background for inspiration and, and you know I think the fans are right this is a really technical uh, record and um, I, don't, I don't know that uh, it's the best record blah 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 whatever everyone says fill in the blank there but I'm really happy that it made people happy that's the thing. That I, oh, I,
3: that's I, I sweet. I
5: like the most because you know when you sit out. Except for Nick
3: Mensah
5: <laughs> you're doing it for yourself. Fuck, who cares what anybody else thinks? But you know if you're you're doing something and and it, it makes you feel good to make other people feel good, <laughs> that's awesome. Because then everybody walks away a winner. And and I love when we're in concert and. And I can see the smiles on people's faces. Now also, his,
1: his, he's reached this level of dry mouth that Trump reaches like <laughs> half an hour of speech, where you can hear like every <laughs> <laughs> every slurp. And he just clearly needs a, a drink of water. Justice, because, you know,
3: even- now, I mean, the fridge I, is right there. You yeah. can see it in the background.
5: Justice, get your dad some so the beverage. There's so much stuff going on in the world right now. And we just need a break. And um, I think that's one of the things people really rely on on heavy music. I like have this. a question. Like, what is he talking about now?
3: <laughs> so he said that he likes to listen to himself for inspiration. Like he was listening to "Rest in Peace" while yeah. proofreading the book. Was I hearing Megadeth in the background while doing the interview? <laughs> listen to Maybe his, that's what his that was. Was He had while to listen interviews? to "Rest
1: in Peace" while being, under, while being interviewed about Rust in Peace." Yeah, I, I believe that. I'm a I'm I'm a little depressed today because I had a bowel movement earlier and Justice didn't like it. Oh, no. they have their own personal
2: rate my poo, and it just <laughs> Dave uploads and Justice rates it.
1: I had to do another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so that my son would love me again. <sighs> also, I wonder now, like if if this new Megadeth album comes out and. Uh, people hear it and then they go, "This isn't heavy at all. This is pussy shit." Is he going to beat up his son? Is it going to be like, "What the hell, <laughs> Justice? You lied to me. He'll deny yeah. ever saying it." Yeah, right. He, and he will. I think. I think he just is so desperate for his son's attention that he'll he'll find someone else to blame. He'll throw his band members under the bus or something. Yeah. He does really love his son. I mean, that I you could tell you could tell from that last video that we watch of the two of them walking around the home like his son is like his best friend basically well his son his daughter and dave Ellison are the only people he hasn't alienated completely from his life so of course yeah. he loves his son but even Ellison, i feel like they have a much different relationship than him and his son you know like his son can tell him shit yeah that's true dave ellison can't say shit to him I, I mean i don't know i assume that's uh, what you jews in the media and metal injection do you just assume and round <laughs> round numbers up and you assume two things well one thing i can confirm i don't need to assume is next month anal nathrak will release their 11th full length in mint via metal blade records and of course extremity has been anal nathrak's stock in trade for more than two decades and with *Endarkenment*. mint they maintain their legacy of aural devastation. I'm a big fan of these guys, and the singles that I've heard so far sound brutal. And you can purchase your copy and hear all the singles that have been released so far at MetalBlade.com slash Nathrax. Let me spell that. A N A A L. N-A-T-H-R-A-K-H. Now, Sid, you spell it. No. <laughs> Noah, do you want to try spelling Can I get a definition first? Anal Nithrak. Yes, a death metal band.
2: No, that's not that a no definition. Records. God damn it.
3: <laughs> okay, I'll try it. It's a n a a l n a r k a t h.
1: Darren, Anal Nathrak. A N A A L, N A, T H R A, A K. Oh, close, close. H T H R A K H. Yeah. Oh. Very close. Anal Nathrak. You know how to spell it. A N A A L, N A T H. R A K H. Hit him up on MetalBlade.com. By the way, uh, Justice uh, Mustaine doesn't approve of how we spelled an Alnothrox. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's very upset. I'm very upset by that. Uh, I also do want to mention uh, for longtime listeners of the show, you might remember we used to have music breaks on the show. We now do our music break in Spotify playlist form. And you can just check out... We each pick a song every week and then we add it to the playlist and the playlist is ongoing so you can see all our our previous picks as well. What did everyone pick this week? I picked uh, Stars and Genius Cooter, a live track, pseudo-live. It's not really live. They're kind of pretending that they're playing live by Crotch Duster, introduced by Richard Christie, who has been on this show. And also the the mind behind Crotch Duster has also been a guest of ours. Great, oh, Jason
3: Sukhoff? Yeah. Jason
1: Sukhoff. And it is a great album. You should listen to all of it. That is one of my favorite tracks from the album Big Fat Box of Shit by <laughs> Crotch Duster. The whole album is unbelievable. I highly, highly recommend it. It still holds up. It's, it's just unreal how hilarious and well-produced it is. And it was basically Jason Sukhoff's resume. It's how he kind of got hired after afterwards he just showed people like here i can do all these different styles within one song it's like eight different styles switched between in one song
2: uh sid what did you pick i picked the song hoboken by operation ivy beloved uh ska punk band from the late 80s early 90s that gave rise to rancid and green day and a million other more successful financially bands
1: that their full their full discography is still absolutely holds. Mm-hmm. I think. No, what did you pick?
3: Oh, I picked um, a really great eight-minute track from the wonderful Alex Skolnick Trio. I saw little, recently yeah. that, yeah, that they did a Zoom show, and I, or or like a live show, but um, I missed it, so oh. I just had the Alex Skolnick Trio on my mind, and it's a song called Conundrum from the last album that they released.
2: Was the conundrum him having more work so he could pay his rent?
1: <sighs> that was a tough out there. So I picked uh, Spawn Thanks, of Possession, uh, actual death metal, got a metal up this playlist I realized. So some classic Spawn of Possession, some progressive technical death metal, or perhaps some technical progressive death metal. Uh, the song is A Swarm of the Formless. A classic.
2: And you've definitely heard that song. Today wasn't your first time hearing that song?
3: Oh,
1: shit. I'm a big fan of Spawn of Possession.
2: I've never heard you talk about them. And we talk about music all the time. Yeah, we talk about death metal so
3: often. (laughs) You know what's funny? Both Spawn of Possession and Crotch Duster are are bands that our friend Nick introduced us to. That's true. Or at least me too. Me too? Me too. Noah, did you have an incident? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Is it a secret way of telling us.
1: Oh my. Sorry to hear that. And uh I do want to mention also that we have uh we have some live cast masks for sale. If you need yourself a mask still, we're big mask maskits. It's mask advocates. And all of our designs are available as masks. And uh, I if you need a mask, you can get a a mask, you can get an over it mask. Let me show you I got a few of them. Over it. Meaning we're over COVID. Oh, we're not really over well,
3: it. Well, not over it enough to like go to a bike rally.
1: Right, we're over it oh. like just mentally in terms of fatigue.
2: We're over yeah, Rob's it. doom and gloom coverage of it.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to say that's a, you see the over it, uh, the over it
3: face mask works.
1: Yeah, let me show you what's up. There it is. Oh, wow. Very nice. It's
3: big enough to cover your head.
1: Uh, the nice. over it face mask works either like I'm over COVID or it could be, you know, even deniers could wear over it masks. Like I'm over wearing masks. So I'm going to wear it, but I'm going to tell you that I'm not appreciating it. So if you find yourself being a COVID denier, we'll take your money mm-hmm. take a mask. And of course I do want to point out all kidding aside, these are cotton masks. These are not medical grade masks, but for every purchase of one of our masks, uh, a medical grade mask will be donated to a medical professional. So that's nice. Rob, you can uh, also wear it as a bikini top, like that woman did recently. Did you see that? The woman who was at Sturgis, I think it was, or some. So it was some large gathering. Might have been Sturgis, but she was prostat- pro I'm going to send it to the, our group chat, and you'll see it. Maybe you can share it. But it was a woman uh, wearing uh, two masks as. Oh my uh, tini- God titty coverings as a sort of a political, political protest. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I give her credit for originality. But then she's, she oh. says that she's doing it because I work this event, uh, the biggest event of the year. And uh, if I can do that and not get sick, then this is a lie. Well, hopefully she Which is stupid because it's like, no, <laughs> it just means you're lucky that you didn't get sick. Right, exactly. Plus, she's behind like the bar. It's not an either-or thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that is an innovative. I don't know how that stayed on. Honestly, it looks like a very shoddily probably tied. Uh, yeah, Double it's probably tape.
3: Taped.
1: They just tied it. For yeah, effect. like like is there a is there a rubber band on the back
4: side of it?
1: You know. <laughs> yeah. No way. I don't know. It doesn't look like it. Just I mean, how,
3: how, it? how are they sticking up? Well, for, for the audio listeners, she basically has two masks that are suspended on her boobs.
2: They're like tied together. There has to be something connecting them. In the it has back. to
3: be double-sided tape. It's an old Hollywood secret.
1: Yeah, some gorilla glue tape, perhaps. And if you're at Sturgis and it comes off, what's the big deal, really?
2: Yeah, just look more like everyone else.
1: <laughs> Should we show that Trump one too? Oh, the, the... oh no. <laughs> Listen, we, we owe it to our audience to document oh my this. What is this? You, you uh, sent it to
2: the group earlier in the I'm week. I'm
1: going to I'll resend it so it's right there. Okay, how about that? Yeah, let's see. Stand by. <laughs> there it is. You get it? <laughs> oh, God. I don't uh, even know if I want to show this. Yeah. Uh, You're documenting that's... the atrocities. <laughs> This is. This is uh, for the audio listeners, a woman who may be about eh, probably <laughs> two hundred and fifty pounds or so, uh, topless, but spray painted Trump on Mount Rushmore on her breasts. And then it says Trump 2020, God bless Trump. On to her be body. clear, it's Mount Rushmore with an added fifth head that is Trump. It's not like right, right. replacing any of them. Right. And D- also D- the positioning is so weird. Like George Washington is is on one boob. But then, like, well, you see Lincoln; he's in the middle, right? The two of the presidents are in her like titty fucking canal, like where there's no breasts. And then there's, and then there's Trump all by himself on the on the left tit. (laughs) It's very disturbing. Well, my question is: Have you ever seen Mount Rushmore? The real Mount Rushmore? There's no place for where she put Trump. Like, there's no mountain there. You'd have to, like, airlift it out of the sky and just kind of, like, attach it to the side of the mountain.
3: Oh, you would just use double-sided tape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be the Trump way to do it. The gaudiest way. <laughs> we'll just put it on, like, like those broads that have their, uh, their, uh, their their bikinis taped on in those movies are like pasties. We can do that, right?
3: Well, he would know a lot about double-sided tape because he did the Miss America.
1: Oh. See, here, the Trump, the Trump thing can go here. That's not, But that's not flat like mountain. That's all, like, I don't know. Have well, this be. whole thing was not flat. It's They just made it. Whoa. I never saw this. Oh, my lord. <laughs> no, it was uh, like a rock face, though. It wasn't like that part is where it's all... If you see a mountain of a picture of how, yeah. It's not jutting out like that. See, it's like a, a rock face. It's like okay. flat. I see.
3: Ugh, who cares?
1: It's very inaccurate. Her, her breast painting. That's if you're gonna do that, like be historically accurate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. If you're gonna put well, O.S. Sorry. for life. Kiss it each. <laughs> Is that how you of say face quesadilla
2: mas- in Italian?
1: Yes. No, quesadilla is uh, what the uh, Italians say for, like, uh, what's up? Gives oh, okay. Well, on the topic of face masks, I do want to say, uh, I believe, Noah, you found the story where a face mask was found in a chicken nugget. <laughs> what? What? Oh, yeah. Ew! Like you don't have to cut it. We see the we see the face mask. How do... This is this is.
3: Does she proof. like take that home though? Look at that.
1: Well, I mean it's takeout probably, right? You can't eat at the restaurant. Oh, that's so disgusting. Rob, this is proof that they're forcing, <laughs> they're shoving face masks down our throats.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this
2: is Literally. just the new like socially conscious Happy Meal toy. <laughs> <laughs> you just sneak it into your
1: food Stunk. now. <laughs> Uh, Ew. Is that? But that isn't in the U.S., is it? I think this no, is no. This in was England. in the U.K. Yeah. yeah. Stuck to So they might be able to eat in store there. I don't think so.
2: But it looks like the oh, person yeah, sure. at least filmed it at home. Yeah.
1: <sighs> okay, so it was at the supply chain. It was. I guess they're not making the nuggets at the restaurant. Not, like I don't know what I was thinking. Like Are they have go- the. Oh, yeah. Sorry. They have the pink goo machine there to make the
4: nugget.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, pink slime. Goo, slime. Uh, well, I know
1: it I will say, though, I did have a chicken nugget not too long ago. They're still pretty good.
2: <laughs> Wait, chicken nugget? McNugget.
1: A chicken McNugget, to be clear. Okay. A McDonald's chicken nugget. Yeah. Of all the shitty processed uh, nuggets from all the chains, the McDonald's one is the best. Disagree. So. What's better? I, mean, uh, I like really like the, the, one best and the worst. I way, mean, the best, the best, the all-time best. I mean, if we're talking like of all food chains, without question, is Chick Fil A. Uh, I never had their only chicken. topped by Shake Shack. Shake Shack recently introduced chicken nuggets; they're very good. But the Chick Fil A ones are the most legit. No- like they actually feel like actual chicken.
2: I always preferred the McDonald's Chicken Selects.
1: Those, those are, are tender, they, right?
2: they don't make those anymore. Yeah, yeah
1: I know, but I'm saying... The tendies. Old- yeah. I hate that, tendies. I don't know why. I've never wow. heard somebody say that before. It's awful. Oh, they hear oh, it's a, a big a, internet thing. Really? Yeah, it's like a, a precious, like, uh, uh, millennial uh, way of saying tenders. It's like, uh, it's the goof of, like, it's the prize at the end of the tunnel. Like, oh, I got my tendies. Yeah. Uh, it's right. It started on, a, on Reddit. Like, uh... On a Wall Street subreddit where you know you need to make money on stocks to be able to afford to buy 10Ds. It's hilarious. Oh boy. Kids today. I didn't come up with Um but yeah, I would say I would say the Chick fil A ones are the best nuggets. Let's ask John in Chicago. By the way, if you're listening, two one three wide nut, that's the number. John, what do you think is the best nugget?
0: The best nugget is not from McDonald's. Um, I would actually have to say it would be and I'm slightly biased here because I used to work there, but Buffalo Wild Wings, because their nuggets which are boneless, mm. are actual chicken, not processed corn. I would put pro- another question. Oh, good. No, I have a, no. This is, a, this is a music question, and I know that's, you know, going off topic, but have you guys heard of the band Orbit Culture? No. No. They a reason. Okay, so they, they are, I just posted a link in the Discord. Um, to me, they sound like Metallica if Metallica had formed in 2016. And I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it.
1: No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: All right, thanks. They're
3: Wait, what's the band's name again?
1: I, I knew. Can
3: I just say that in oh. the discord,
2: he said it sounds like a Metallica if they formed in twenty eighteen. Which uh, one is it, John? Huh? Sixteen uh, or eighteen. Get your fucking facts straight. Yeah, man. Seriously. Fucker.
3: I bet that band is as good as deep dish Chicago pizza. Oh,
4: <laughs> not <laughs> well, good at all.
1: He'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. This doesn't tastes- sound like Metallica at all. It sounds like melodic uh, death metal. I it don't hear like it. Swedish- I can't hear it. Here, I'll play it. Sound like Leprous? No. I Maybe a little bit. Hold on. Let well, me Well, Leprous doesn't ads,
3: sound but- anything like Metallica in any year.
1: It sounds more like Gojira, I guess. Hold on. Let me go back. Well, Gojira sounds like Metallica if they form. <laughs> This sounds nothing like light, <laughs> It's not terrible, but it doesn't sound like Metallica to me at all. Yeah, I agree.
3: Hard pass. Yeah, I wouldn't,
1: Sorry. I wouldn't pick it up and listen to it, but it's not the worst thing we've played on here.
2: Hard pass is what happens after you eat deep dish pizza. Yeah.
1: <laughs> really, it's hard going in and coming out, to yeah. be honest. <clears throat> um, okay. Well, let's see what else we got on the agenda. Clicking around, clicking clicks. Yeah, nothing. Oh, we haven't talked about uh, the uh, <laughs> WWE. They have uh, their video wall now, so you know they don't have fans in attendance because that's not allowed. Uh, although, actually, some other wrestling companies are doing socially distanced fans in attendance, which whew, I'm I'm. I'm of the mind that it's too soon, but as long as it's being done remotely safely, it's all right. But so WWE's idea is instead to do like kind of what the NBA is doing, where they have uh, virtual things, uh, but they kind of—it's not as high tech as the as the uh, NBA because like with the NBA, like they do it where like they're green screen and it looks like they're sitting in a chair, right? Like it yeah. looks like they're sitting in an, in a virtual seat. Mm-hmm. whereas with wwe i don't know why my chroma key is so bad now
3: <laughs> probably because it's w- going down
1: so. oh yeah my son's gone um but oh,
2: so- where'd your son go rob <laughs> i didn't even know you had one uh so is his name
3: Graham. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but with wwe it's like totally not that good because it's just like a square and it could be anything. It could be like off your cell phone, off your computer, laptop, and like the first week that they did it, uh, it was like so awkward because you just see someone like eating, what? someone like cleaning. So you know, it's actual like
3: live streamed video. It's not just like a frozen. It's not like
1: a still. Yes, yes, it is actively live streamed video. Like these people are essentially on Zoom, watching the feed, the wrestling feed, and and they're reacting to it. And uh there is a kind of like I guess you would call him like a director or a producer who's encouraging them to like, hey everyone, it's you know, WWE champion Drew McIntyre. Let's cheer for him. And then so he encourages you to cheer, you know, or like, can you believe this dastardly thing Randy Orton is doing? Let's boo. Uh boo. And for some reason for some reason people thought this was like controversial, but like to me, it's like, no, this is this is Hollywood. Like, of course, they, they should be directing them. Otherwise, it looks stupid.
3: Wait, so but, they direct them like on air, like while the show's going on. You can hear it as you're watching on your TV. No, you, the viewer
1: at home d- does not hear. Just the Zoom only people. the people on the Zoom. Yeah, only on the Zoom feed is there a producer encouraging them to to behave a certain.
3: Way. Okay, now I might be getting ahead of the story, but like production wise, how like how many people are there, like, are in the audience, and how are they monitored?
1: There are maybe, I want to say, at least 300 different people in the audience. Because, so, it's it's set up like rows, like you would in an arena. So, it looks like a giant, like, it, it looks like Minority Report, really, like, just faces everywhere, you know? And, and how are they monitored is a great question, because for the first few weeks, they were doing a piss-poor job of monitoring. Uh, there was... Uh, initially it was, it was stuff that was a little more, uh, I don't want to say lighthearted, but not too bad. Like there was a sign, like somebody put up a sign in AEW. the front row. Uh, was there, I don't know if there was an AEW sign, but there was like a fire, this pro wrestler sign, um, you know, but then it, it started getting really fucked up. There were multiple people. So like with the video feed, it's just like your. To sharing your video feed, your like camera, but some people who are better with technology than others realize you could, you know, beam a fake video to display on WWE. You don't like the video source you use, isn't necessarily your camera, it's whatever video source you decide to send to them. And, like, I, I guess their moderators were not quick enough to the, to, to the switch or whatever, uh, because. They allowed multiple uh, pieces of footage of, of, like, KKK members. There was footage of a live beheading by terrorists. What? Which I am never even, uh, like, I never even looked up. I just took people's word for it. I don't even see that. Somebody used a photo of Chris Benoit, and it wasn't just any photo oh. of Chris Benoit. It was the last known photo photo ever taken of Chris Benoit <laughs> at like some sort of fucking fishing store. So it's like a very specific troll. You know? And uh, WWE got a lot of bad publicity. This was all in like the first week so of, of the show. Super. So now they've completely like <laughs> redid the the qualifications. And now I guess uh, they only allow trusted fans to be in the front rows in the way to be a trusted fan is you need to build up time in the back rows where you're not trolling for them to trust you enough to put you in the front rows so Simple someone just yeah. So yeah they're just going to do it until they can and then yeah. put a KKK guy in the front sure but it hasn't happened yet so well, because they're taking their time they're taking their time That's we'll exactly. keep them posted but it, it's, it's pretty really? wild I guess That's it looks better I don't know if the sound is weird because they're they obviously can't use the sound from the fans because everyone has crappy uh computer mics here so no one's going to have professional equipment and also there's a delay so no matter what they're like they wouldn't be re- they would be reacting like a second later you know you could kind of tell like when there's a pinfall you could see the fans in the background counting along with the pin and it's always like one or two seconds behind the actual pinfall.
3: oh yeah
2: The NBA one is also on a delay and it's weird. And then sometimes they'll just cut to like the crowd and it's just people looking very bored. She's like, why why are you showing me this right now? It's just somebody yawning or somebody checking their phone. Yes, or
4: yeah, I always, do I do it? It,
1: this? it can get so distracting sometimes looking in the background at like someone yelling off camera or like, like, what are they, what's Beating your children yeah. or yeah.
4: swinging
3: their dick around like Lemon Party. Justice, Justice, what do you think of this album? I'm
1: laying down right now. Come here, check it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm recording and I'm watching SmackDown. What do you think like oh, th- th- this is what I this is what I don't like about the Thunderdome thing. And it's not That's what even- they're calling it, the Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. I didn't <laughs> read really that. that. Um whether they did a good job with it or not, even if it works perfectly to a T, you know what I mean? It just reminds me that there's coronavirus outside and that this is a workaround and it takes me out of the escapism that I want from this media so what like just just do the fucking match put crowd noise in if you want make it seem like a re- that effort i'm all behind it like having the wrestlers out by the ring cheering or using fake crowd noise i'm all in favor of that like putting these screens up like all this futuristic stuff that would never happen except that we have coronavirus to me takes me out of it you know what i mean i know what you mean but here's how i feel i feel like the way they were doing it before it didn't work they were in a small gym Mm-hmm. They had like thirty people doing being the crowd. It just felt very, very small. At least now it feels closer to what WWE was before coronavirus. I don't think that the fans is the like perfect solution. I kind of don't even like it, but still, like it, it's better than if there was nothing there. Like if that was just darkness, it would just look empty. At least it adds some bit of life to the arena. But now you have 2,000 people being bored at the shitty match that's happening, too. That's another
3: thing. Well, I mean, isn't part of the fun in wrestling like watching the audience anyway? Like the people that are sitting there? Well, I think I'm maybe a
1: bad person to judge this because I really am irked by, and not just in wrestling, but in life, like people trying to go through life as if nothing is fucking happening. So like I'm already starting, they're starting with two strikes on me. The fact that they're even having shows and then the fact that they're doing everything they can to like mask the fact that these are abnormal times just so that they can make money is like, to me, already kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, I just, I just think. I think all of us are doing that to an extent, and it's bad. Like, we ought to be really acknowledging that shit is really apocalyptic right now and, like, facing that, you know? So pretending it's not happening is, like, backwards. Yeah, I, I think they would argue that they're not pretending it's ha- not happening, although WWE very much is. They don't even say the term. Uh, they're, they're trying to move on. no.
3: Can the wrestlers see the, the audience? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's physically really there, right? It's not like superimposed yeah. or anything.
2: It There's would be cool if, video like, if there was like a ravishing Rick Rude type guy who like his gimmick was he would make out with women in the crowd and then he'd just go and make out with these <laughs> now. Like, take it all the way to like the end point of this. Sure. Like call out like a fat dude on one of the screens. Just troll <laughs> the people.
1: Get involved my, with it. my idea for one of these gimmicks would be like when there is a vaccine finally have a guy come out like still pretending that there's still coronavirus going around
2: i thought you were going to say a vaccine on a poll match
1: <laughs> well, it's, that. it's wwe so like maybe only one of them can they can only give the vaccine to one of their employees cuz they don't have health care
2: <laughs> probably right so they go yeah, they fight for it <laughs> I have a brawl for all for the vaccine,
1: and then the twist <laughs> is that it's just the kayfabe vaccine. Like, uh, no, you,
2: act- you actually don't. Get to get it. It's just more steroids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like painkillers. <laughs>
1: all right, you get one Tammy Sitch hand job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bless her. You need a vaccine before you get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs>
1: You're still gonna get corona and die, but at least you'll be happy. Your penis will feel good uh, uh, temporarily. No? Okay. I don't know. I her tried.
2: hands are probably very rough. <laughs> Noah would probably like that more no than- wait,
1: give a find uh, Tammy's uh, uh agent.
2: Yeah, go on her only fans, Rob. Let's see if Noah would get be into that.
3: I'm gonna go and on she- her wiki I- hands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of course Sonny has, has an OnlyFans. Yeah, of course. She has very wicky hands. They're like handle wicks. <laughs> <laughs> They're all burnt.
4: Ooh.
1: Uh, oh, it says user know. is inactive.
2: Oh, Uh-oh. wow. Maybe she got sick.
0: Boy.
1: There's an article from July. Sonny lost a ton of Only OnlyFans subscribers after getting locked up. Oh, I guess you can't make contact if you're in jail for violating your parole. Uh, oh. She was only charging uh, thirty bucks a month, which I guess really? is actually pretty. It's actually a premium because uh, the default OnlyFans charge is like ten bucks a month. That's three times oh. the premium. Yeah, but she also she tweeted, is. "Huh? Who did She's she?" She's Tammy fucking she Sitch. She tweeted in May. Uh, OnlyFans likes to encourage their uh, creators, so they tell them how well they're doing in relation to others, and she was in the top. of all creators. So she was making bank. I mean, a lot of people were in love with her for a long time. Yeah, most those people have a lot of disposable income now. Are you getting pictures of her from that time? Right, I was going to say. No. Mm. She she doesn't look bad now. She's just, I mean... I mean, she did porn that's out there, right? It's not like... Yes, but like I think the porn that she... I feel like uh, she looks better now than when she did porn.
2: Rob, are you going to do a squared circle pit with her where you just talked about the soundtrack to that porn?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then put it on the fans. So apparently she was also selling meet and greets where you could get in bed with her? Like getting just lay in a bed with her, or you get to fuck her. No, come
2: on. But like, where would this be? Like at her house?
3: No, oh, it's like a. It's it looks it's like a hotel room, WTA so it walls. could be. <laughs> so it's only virtual. It's virtual bed.
2: What a ripoff. Hey. Todd oh, no.
1: autograph arena. <laughs> oh no! This is terrifying. Oh, she has to smile, too. Oh, this is deflating. She'll be, posing oh, with fans for, uh, she'll be posing with fans in a bed for photo ops at the Legends of the Ring convention in October. Uh, bro, bro, go down to this guy, Uncle Elmer, here in this picture. What is that? What's happening let's there? Let's go through all of these. Okay. That's the same guy, I guess. But This, this, guy, is- this guy looks like uh, he's one of Mike Huckabee's sons. <laughs> yeah, his large adult son, big fat fail son. Oh,
2: oh he's oh, wearing a master, master <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, get him off! We can't discuss metal. No. <laughs> oh, it's the Huckabee again.
4: Uh, I funny, get you... him off.
1: Oh, I see. This is see. This is the the candid, and then this is the pro shot that you paid for from Todd. Okay,
3: all oh these God. guys definitely look. Like they have a boner going That's,
4: on. Does yeah. it,
1: doesn't Tammy Lynn Sitch look like a glow-up Hillary Clinton in this photo? Oh. Do, do you see it? You just made you it You know work. what
4: I mean? <laughs> I guess.
1: That guy, that go by, this guy looks like uh, uh, B-Reel from Cypress Hill.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can go back to that other guy? Dude. Oh, this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like a dollar <laughs> store version of B-Reel. <laughs> yeah, like a dollar store knockoff. All is this just one guy that paid for like fifty photos? Oh yeah, it
3: is. Now they all they all look alike. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, oh, it's the same is guy. Terrifying. Oh, did he no. bring his own robe, or did they supply a robe for him? I
1: imagine. Well, these conventions he's he staying at the same hotel as the convention, oh. so. He could just sit next door. Oh, my God. Sid, I didn't recognize that as a robe until the wide shot. I thought it was even worse to me that he was just sitting in bed with the checkered shirt that he came in with. <laughs> and pretending to be. I'm just casually laying in bed with my 3 p.m. outdoor, like, uh, walking around attire. <laughs> Wait, was that just worse? Is that B-Real guy wearing the same robe? Oh, no, he's not. No. no. No, no. He went by too fast. I thought it was this... it all blended <laughs> together this guy looks like if be real and this guy had a baby <laughs> <laughs> he also looks like he's sort of
2: uncomfortable like maybe Tammy's like
3: <laughs> too into um, I mean look where she he's is he's creeped out yeah. Yeah.
2: Where's he's like no I head? don't think my wife is going to be okay with me spending money on this <laughs> I'm our our life savings.
3: Ugh. that's a big
2: that expense. is but yeah. that's going to be a new Patreon tier for us that's what you were about to announce right Rob
1: Yes. You can get into bed with me. Yeah. <laughs> Bobka is uh, extra. Yeah, she's not going to get into bed. <laughs> yeah, you got to work that out with Bobka. <laughs> Separately from me. She can't consent, Rob. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, Rob Bobka. doesn't care. All right. Well, on that note, I <laughs> yeah. think it's time to wrap it up. Another successful, another perfect, wonderful, great episode. You mentioned the Patreon, I do want to mention if you want more Metal Injection Livecast, you can get yourself a nice fancy bonus episode and access to all of our previous bonus episodes at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. For as little as five bucks a month, you get access to all of our archives. And our most recent episode, it was a glorious one. It was painful, but we did it. We watched. Oh, I'm sorry, man. We watch Until the Light Takes Us. And uh, it's the black metal documentary with uh, Burtsum, with Dark Throne, (laughs) with Satyricon. Burtsum. Burpsum. 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 Uh, The doc sucks, but it was really fun watching it with you guys and, and making fun of it. Our past episodes include watch-alongs of Motley Crue's "The Dirt," Diggs movie premiere "Veronica." Uh, what other watch-alongs have we done? We've done a bunch. Pass, we've done pass, like a, the Hulk Hogan one, "Suburban Commando," was it? No, it was or, "Santa uh, with the Muscles." Santa with the Muscles. I knew it was one of them. Did you say tag all the team? Same.
4: Yeah, so, tag team.
1: team. That was a really fun one. So, tons of really fun bonus episodes. We have an episode where we just shit on Mike Francesa for an hour, and it's one of the best things we've ever done.
3: We have I like the band to that we then... celebrate him.
1: yeah. well no, in a way sure. right. we did it we did it we did two drafts. We did a draft where we each formed a band. That was really fun. And then we did a draft where we each created a movie where we cast a uh, live cast of the movie specifically where we cast all of ourselves as actors and come up with a plot.
3: and for both oh. of those episodes, we had a special guest along. It's true friend of the show.
1: And that's for the five bucks. And if you want to throw in a few extra bucks in there, for the 10 bucks, you can be a top live cast fan of the week, which means you get a shout out at the end of the show, which is like right now basically. So uh, let me get that music going and let's get our shout outs to go as we wind it down. Leave, uh, before you do that, Rob, I want you to say, you mentioned Mike Francesa, and I put my background on because I thought we were going to talk about him singing "Wet Ass Pussy." But I guess—wait, what, what? He sang "Wet Ass Pussy." It was in the Discord. But we could put Hold that on. For next week. It'll be a t- it'll be a teaser. You ready to hear this Right now. All right, I I got it. Oh, I got it. You sure you want to do it now? Because it might be long. What's <laughs> the teaser for next week. We'll this, so this, we'll lead the show next week. Yeah, okay. We'll leave it for next week. I know but uh, let's, let's let's get our shout-outs going. How do I sound, folks? On
3: I'm good. good sound I like Rob. I mean the... Lower what... oh, the music a drop. I like to hear the names. And say goodbye
1: folks. And here's your... Here's your teaser. Bring a bucket and a
0: mop for this wet blank pussy. Okay. <laughs> uh,
3: okay. Oh man. Alright.
1: Here are our shout-outs. How should I do it this week, folks? Where is Mike Francesa. Okay. We got uh we got uh, the starting lineup here, we got Eric, okay? And uh forget about Rabba okay? Forget about Rabaganoush, aka Justin, okay? And then uh, Benjamin, you know, you know, Benjamin, uh, who's this Benjamin? Uh, yeah, Ash. Ashley. And then we got El Duderino, Duderino, Callisto, my kid can't stop talking about these kids, huh? okay? Then we got uh, Dan ah oh, What does the R oh stand for? Stands stands for for I can't stay on the radio anymore. You know what I'm saying? That stands for the uh, Redskins uh, special teams coaching job that's open now, uh, interviewing people. It's, uh, it's a whole mess, folks. Okay? <laughs> we got a uh, cattle decaf. Uh, I think it goes with the Mets or something. I don't know. Mindy Mayes Kipper wants way too much money on their guarantee. I say that Croc Destroyer should not sign them. Sam I am, I is. That's a better get. And Janda, he's all the way from Shasur, Massachusetts. I say, hand him a LaCroix and have him face off with the Crustacean Sensation, aka Godstumper, okay? Okay. <laughs> Pussy. Okay. Oh. <laughs> then we got Ash Bosley off. I mean, is it, what? Am I saying it wrong? Every okay. week you say it wrong. Every, Every
4: week.
1: You get it, man. Oh, sorry, I gave it? you the answer. I won't give you the answer again. Bozoa. There you hey, go.
2: Yeah. How do I say it? Bosley-off. Yeah,
4: that's
1: yeah, right. Yeah, you say it like that all the time. Bozlyov. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas. Okay. They have a great football team. Okay. There. That's all I know about Dallas, okay? They're down in Jerry's yeah. building. <laughs> they got Rob a Vampiro. Well, you got to be a Vampiro. Why can't you just be a human being, okay? We got Shane. Uh-huh. We got Hugo likes tacos. You know, I don't mind tacos. I don't mind them at all. Um, here goes. Here goes what? Where are we going? What's going on? Mons. Where are we going? Here goes. Pussy. Okay. Hey okay. 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 And that's our top live guest fans. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, who cares? See you next week.
4: And I know what's going Hi,
1: everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. To
4: say goodbye for now.